Welcome to episode 208 of John Boy and Jake Radio. It's May 5th. We've got a lot of sports news. We've got Last Dance. We've got Murder Hornets. We've got Treasure Island. A lot of fun stuff coming up. Thanks for joining us. John Boy and Jake Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, hello, and welcome. Good night if you listen to this on the podcast app on your drive home. Well, no one's really driving home from work, but good whatever to you. Jake, happy Tuesday. How you doing? Good whatever to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, James. Hey, big baby David in the corner, flaunting it, needing it, wanting it. Um, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm keep on keeping on a uh, big, big weekend breaking news and John boy media. We'll get to that in the sports a little bit, but, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm doing okay. Bodies, bodies fighting back at me a little bit, but, uh, I'm, I've come to grips that I think that's just life now. I think I hit 30 and it's just body gave out too too many You'll spike get ball games. It. Too many volleyball games, too many, uh, you know, too many tackle football games in the eighth grade with the mm. buddies, and I think it's just over now. So, uh, but it was a good run. It was a you hell did, of a run. Yeah, you do fall hard when you fall. Uh, Brooklyn, we go hard. So, uh, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty interesting 1 a.m. waking up feeling like my bicep and my tricep were ripped off my body new feature yeah did it move it moved down there is it totally new new feature new feature on the corvette um but uh yeah not sure uh yesterday was like the best day i felt for a while and then i had two bone rattling sneezes and now bicep tricep and left pectoral feel like they're removing themselves from my skeleton so oh um sneezes doctor, gotcha. doctor give me the news i got a bad case of loving you um yeah dude i've always had bone rattling sneezes but you um, hold your sneeze Maybe no that's... i was letting them out jim that's oh. this, this is i i normally hold them in because it stops the bone rattle a little bit but uh I was doing both and it was allergy season met this, um, met, and it does have something to do with the original muscle strain. I did an original Google search and it was like, yeah, if you strain a muscle and you have a big sneeze or cough, it can, it can irritate other stuff, but I've always had it. It's part of my lifelong disease. So, uh, again, we're, we're here, we're, we're moving on to Buffalo. So what's, uh, what's going on at the John boy HQ? Not much. Woke up earlier today, so I was happy with that. Feeling good. Uh, big big day ahead of us. Uh, I had a good weekend. It was really nice out, like really good. And the news, the biggest thing that happened to me was when um, our crew reposted that breakdown of Cameron Maben robbing a home run. And I was like, holy shit. We're that deep into the season that at this time last year, Maven was on the Yankees. Yeah. Out like really, because, you know, our brain just playing tricks with us during quarantine that like, you know, 
oh, you know, it's only been a couple months. I mean, you realize how much in a normal year, how much happens in a month. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like really that, that fucking played so many tricks. I mean, like, oh my God, May. It's crazy. But other than that, I'm doing good. I'm actually getting I'm actually getting institutionalized with quarantine that I'm scared for when it ends. Mm. Like I'm starting to getting nervous of what does that look like? Like what's my what's the day to day, the transition? Uh how many people can go to the office? Do we all go to the office? So I've had a couple thoughts like what's not quarantine life? And that is actually like daunting me, which is crazy. I'm just institutionalized. Quarantine. Yeah. Brooks was here. That's tough. Yeah. So other than that, I'm doing great. I'm really hungry right now. So that's an update. Probably going to make a smoothie soon and all that. And I have uh, told BBD, I have Trevor's tidbit stuck in my head. The song by Bubak. It's a good track. It's It's, a fresh, fresh track. It's time for Trevor's tidbits. Just all morning. It's a bummer. It's good. yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. You want to jump right into the sports? You had a nice day at the park. I went to the park, two different parks. Two different parks. That was that was pretty nice. That was uh, a Saturday? Saturday. In the park. Saturday. Saturday. Must have been Um, the 4th of July. Yeah, it was was just interesting. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people, if, if you're active on the Twitter sphere, you know, you'll see a lot of people going for buzzy tweets that are like, look at this park compared to this park. And it's like, well, that picture has gay pride flags up and nobody's wearing a mask. So I doubt that's from today. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I mean, there's a lot of people at Central Park to the point where you're like, oh boy, <laughs> like a, this, uh, this, this could this could come back and bite us. But at the same time, like everyone was kind of being smart. There was no mingling. Um, Did you see the videos of the protesters? Like in yeah. the cot? Dude, I probably said, like, I don't get it. I straight up don't yeah. get it. Like those people have nothing going on. They can just like skip the day. Like they don't have like their own job or their families. Like how could they care so intensely to go like, toe to toe with the cops and scream in their faces. Like, I don't understand. Is it just uh, like a web of like parents? Like there's like 13 year old kids there. It's so sad when I see like 13 year old kids at these protests, like in the mix. So like, like that's like terrible. I don't yeah, get it. It's, it's, it's tough times for the country, man. I mean, I, I know there's been some good, good posts out there. Cause normally it's, Normally it's the far right being like, oh, these liberals got a job. They could be out there protesting. And now it's a lot of people on the far right who are yelling about wanting to get their hair cut and stuff like that. So it's the country is at odds, man. It's uh, sucks that everything becomes the two party system. Oh, yeah. Like no one Um, is enjoying Corona. No one. I'm not confident on anything, but I think you and I are going to be on the right side of history that just. Like, A, I think now is a great point. Every time you see the craziest person or the dumbest person online, know that they have the same amount of votes as you do in a coming election. Um, It's crazy. And I I just, you know, I I think people have laughed at us for years on that. But, like, we 
I, I think there will be a day when when people figure shit out where it's like, hey, you know, we we did some good survival of the fittest stuff. We need like the fit people to step up because there's a lot of non-fit. Yeah, I even even if I understand what they're like, the protesters like upset about, which I do, like I get it, but like the physical act of like I'm gonna go just scream in a cop's face for three hours and that'll do something is yeah. insane to me that you think that that's worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's getting done. Uh, absolutely nothing. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I understand like the need to get back to work and stuff for a lot of people. We could use that, but just like fucking nuts. I don't yeah. get it. Never will, never have. And when I see young kids doing it, I get like, Real sad for them. Heavy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, let's go into sports. Wow. I mean, the sports news heard around the world. Some of the biggest sports news this century uh, was broke by our own Trevor Plouffe saying that baseball will be on its way back. He uh, heard from some little birds that there's a report out, that, uh, MLB talking about bringing baseball back uh, essentially for July 1st with a little spring training part two period before. Sent, uh, sent the internet into a frenzy, which kind of ties into what we were talking about before. Uh, more importantly than that, Andy Dalton, BBD's favorite quarterback with red hair, goes to the Cowboys. A little bit of a homecoming for him. Last dance. Uh, another good couple episodes. I thought it was funny. There was, there was some rumors floating around that they weren't going to jump around as much. And it's like, no, but I, I mean, that's fine. We're, we're okay with that. Don't even, don't even give us the rumors at this point. Emmanuel Clase, Classe, I, I never know how it's said, but... He was the big piece that Cleveland got in the Corey Kluber trade. Supposed to be a dirty reliever, triple-digit cutter, slash 80-game PED suspension. Tough news for the Indians without baseball. Albert Pujols wants to play after his Angels contract ends. I think other MLB teams will say no thank you. And the KBO began today. Caught some of that game due to my arm falling off. And the CPBL announces that a thousand fans per game will start. Ocho de Mayo. The sports. A lot of sports news on Tuesday after we take uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. So that adds up. You got, I mean, I think we'll just skip the baseball stuff. We're recording with Ploof today, uh, and we're going to talk all about it. So, I mean, unless so like. sorry. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. He's got more scoops. Uh, he's got a lot of tidbits. He's got a couple more. that I don't know if he wants to share or not, uh, but if you're a Patreon member of John Boy Media and you want to listen live, we will be recording that in like a couple hours, uh, and it'll be out tomorrow. But, I mean. Hey, if baseball's back around July 1st, that is fantastic. Be neat. It would be, be fantastic. And I want to fight Keith Law, and that's all we'll say. Boom. S- staying with baseball, the pool holes thing, as you said, like, Albert. Albert. He's got, he's going to, his contract, he's got like two more years, Jake. 
He's got yeah, three yeah. more years. 2020, 2021, and 2022. I mean, three. <laughs> I He may not play out his contract. Yeah, I mean, you wonder... You wonder what goes through a guy's head. And it's... um. Hey man, everybody's got different stuff, different stuff going on. It's this year and next year, um, 30 mil next year, but he's been a non-productive player for the past, I mean, two season, three seasons officially. Um, and it's, it's just tough, man. Like, yes, he's hitting, you know, 23 home runs a season kind of, but that's, almost literally it and uh yeah i don't know you just wonder you you wonder if there's other motivations involved or what it is but uh yeah not uh, albert his his stats are gonna take like if he does play three more years like the rest of his contract his stats are gonna take it like his career stats which i know like you know you don't want to be thinking about your career stats when you retire and all that shit because he just wants to play baseball and i totally respect and understand that but, I mean, the last three years, his his OPS plus has dropped 10 points from 157 to 147, and his OPS goes from 965 nine, to 927. If he plays three more years, I bet you that OPS, career OPS, drops below nine, and that's like a shitty way to look back on a dude who's, the best, one of the best right-hand hitters in history of baseball. I don't know. I know that that's more like Hall of Fame talk and more like broad scope, but probably should retire now, Albert. <laughs> Man, I mean that that Angels contract is is all time bad. Um, and yeah, I mean, dude, there's there's a generation of baseball fans. If you if you didn't really get into baseball until the the aughts or however you like to say it. I mean, Albert Pujols has been uh, kind of a camp move. He's hit for since 2013. He's hitting 254 with a 749 OPS, which is, I, I mean, not pedestrian, but league average at best. And uh, yeah, I mean, this guy is one of the best right-handed hitters to ever play the game. Um, and there's there's people that don't know that, and you're you're mentioning the numbers. Um, I mean, man, he, uh, right now his career batting average is 300 and that's almost one of those, like, uh, again, it'll, it'll be lost on a lot of the Utes, but 300 is a measuring bar. <laughs> I mean, do, do what you want with it. And batting average is, isn't nearly as important as it people thought it was back in the day. But if you hit, if you can hit major league pitching at a 300 clip, even if you're on base, if you hit 300 and your on base percentage is 307, uh, you're still kind of a good hitter. Like I know that there's something that's shaking in their boots right now because they got a snake in their boots right now. Oh my god, get it? Um, like it's it, just to be able to do that, it will always be impressive to a degree. Yeah. Do you what with three choices, Jake? Yeah. He gets. He plays past the angels contract. He finishes the angels contract, which is three more seasons, including 2020. He finish. He doesn't finish out the angels contract. What would, what would you put the odds at? Cause I'll tell you, I have them as he doesn't finish the contract one. 
Two is he finishes the contract, and three, he plays past it. I mean, look at, like, A-Rod. I mean, he had to retire before his contract was up. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll give a spin zone for this year. Maybe maybe Albert can find something for a little bit because it won't be the grind of a normal major league season. I mean, you see that with a lot of old bodies. But, um, I mean, you could also find yourself – it, you know, this has kind of been swept under the rug in baseball pretty decently slash people not caring about Anaheim and them sucking. But, you know, they went out, they got Rendon, Justin Upton's supposed to be healthy. This is their first good baseball team in a long while. And, like, what if Pujols is the outlier? Yeah, so that's also what I'm saying. Like, if they're, like, need to win. This could be the first it. time they have their hand forced where it's like, hey, we just can't have you being nothing over there. So um that that could be interesting if if the Angels figure it out. But yeah, I don't uh, uh I, I don't know, man. Like maybe there's this athlete competitiveness when you start seeing guys in other sports like the Tom Brady's and other old men putting it together, but otherwise, I don't know, Albie. Well, I just checked to see if uh they have any first baseman in their system that they're excited about the Angels. Sure. And they don't. I mean, no. it's Joey Curletta and Dustin Peterson who are like free agent minor league bring overs. And then they have a kid named Jared Walsh who's oh, ranked yeah. 33rd overall. You know that name? No. Oh, I thought you didn't know him from Utpa or something. But anyway, yeah. I would I would put my money on he doesn't finish that contract, especially if the Angels are like actually going to get competitive. It just, it's, a, it's like socks. Did anything provoke this quote? Is there is there an article or anything? Oh, I think I, I think someone just like asked him because what else is there to talk about? It might have been because he's losing a year. He thinks he can add one on the back end. Oh, and the full quote it looks like is he hasn't closed the door on it. So it's more like he hasn't come to grips with it. I think there's <clears throat> a world where and it is only it's only one one year left of the angels deal. Like I think there's a world where like after next year, they officially add universal DH and like Cardinals bring him back for the minimum. And he can DH there for one year as a goodbye. Cause they still love him there. That'd be cool. I, I see a world where that can happen or the, or the angels bring him back. I don't know. The, the biggest problem for him with the angels is that like Otani, pretty much every at bat he has is from the DH spot. So I think I had it wrong. I think he's a, his 2021 is his last year. Yeah. And okay. then he's got like a, a little Bonilla type thing going on at the end, which is probably okay. throwing it off. Yeah. 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 It might okay. technically be a buyout. So then, you know so what? then, so then I think he finishes the contract. I thought he had two, I thought he had 2021 and 2022. So I think that odds are he finishes up the contract. And you know what? B- BBD might be onto something there, which, um, again, would be an interesting plot twist to all this. But say Universal DH sticks, um, especially if they push it this year in baseball, uh, Pujols actually still has good splits versus lefties. He had an 830 OPS versus lefties. So if someone is willing to put the machine on their bench, which, hey, bring a Hall of Famer into town to hit against some lefties, that sounds kind of fun. Um, yeah. So sure, go get it, Albert. Yeah. 2030. And, and I, 2030. I had the whatever wrong, so I apologize if I thought. This was his quote on, and then we'll move on. I don't think about it 
that way. It's my last year under contract, but that doesn't mean I can't keep playing. I haven't closed that door. I'm taking it day by day, year by year, but you haven't heard from my mouth that I'm going to retire next year or that it's going to be my last year or that I'm going to keep playing. I haven't said any of that. When that time comes, we'll see. Just because you have one year left on your contract doesn't mean it's your last year. It could be. It could not be. God hasn't put that in my heart yet. So that's a totally fine quote. It's a little different than he he didn't say, like, I'm going to play or I want to play. He's just like, I don't know yet, guys. I think right. God is trying to put it in my heart right now that I, I need to stop chasing the dream of Major League Baseball. Could be true. Yeah. Could be true. Um, what do you want to stick on baseball and talk about this Emmanuel class? How do you say it, BBD? Do you know? Is it class A? Is it class? I'm reasonably certain it's class A, but there hasn't exactly been games for me to hear it. So, see. baseball reference, they don't we have the name thing. Year, so, there so should that's be pretty brutal. A video somewhere. That is brutal. Um, baseball. That's baseball reference admitting defeat. Dude, there's got to be. I don't know, man. It just feels like there's some rules of society that don't transfer into sports. They're like, okay, say this baseball season was still canceled. Um, like the whole Mookie Betts trade should just be undone. But like, I can't really say that on our baseball podcast because that sounds like Yankee Homer stuff. But like, think about it. If this year got canceled, <laughs> like that Mookie Betts trade should be null and void. That was supposed to be his whole tenure as a Dodger. <laughs> he would be a free agent. Uh, but it's kind of funny the world doesn't work like this. And this is kind of another example. I mean, this is a young guy that, you know, hopefully this isn't everything. But, I, I mean, they traded away a former Cy Young winner in Kluber, who who knows what he's got left in the tank, for essentially this kid. And now it comes out he's on PEDs? Like, I don't know. Like, raise the flag a little bit. Did they do a physical and test for PEDs? Or do they just test their, like, make sure they don't have arms and shoulders like me currently. I don't know. I don't know what the testing is. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of like, I'm sure the players union would be against that. Like you can't test everyone for PDs if you're about to trade for him. I don't know. Also, how much did the PDs actually help him pitch? Was it like one of those roundabout PDs that like under the radar or is it, is his performance strictly helped by this uh, performance enhancing drug? You know what I mean? Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they very much are. But this dude threw 100 miles per hour and threw, like, the whole thing was he throws a 100-mile-per-hour slider, basically. That was his whole, the whole lore around him. So, I will say this. If he can throw that, if he can throw 98 and a 98-mile-per-hour slider without the PEDs, and this was just kind of one of those weird things, then do you still do the trade? Because, I mean, he's got probably got seven years, right? For six years. Yeah, he's still got a while to go, and he's really young, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess that's where you... I don't know. You do the... Yeah, you know, hopefully he's fine. Who? You just never know, man. I mean, what if he was doing this to recover better so he could get his arm strength up? Um, I don't know. I, if I'm an Indians fan, A, I'm still kind of mad we got rid of Kluber, someone that's close to my heart, even if he's dead. Um. And then when the return was hopefully a high leverage reliever, and this is the first thing, it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. But he does have six years. So 80 games uh, along six years, like, it's not 
It's not like, oh, what a dumb trade. This this ruins the entire trade. I mean, he can still be, you know, their closer for 2022 to 2025. And you'd still be like, all right, cool. Solid piece we got. But that's but the I, highest of highest upsides. And and what about, you know, the, the Indians still have a good team this year. This could be the last year of Francisco Lindor. Um, oh, that's a great point. And like, hey, if they get off to a slow start or their bullpen gets knocked around, I mean, you take one piece out of a bullpen, that can change the whole dynamic of your team. Uh, I I don't know. Like, it's it sounds a little dramatic, but hey, you know, if you're an Indians fan, there's a chance that in two years you're sitting there without Lindor, um, you know, no Kluber. That the Twins run the division. Maybe the the White Sox are really good. And you're sitting there watching a manual class A close games, or maybe you're even not. Yeah. And I, there are, were a ton of reports that Kluber isn't who he was at the time. Like, I think he was, uh, I don't know I'll this. So that to Lance Lynn. I know, I know, but I know it's, it's even like rude to say, but I mean, there are a lot of reports that we heard that, he, you know, damaged goods, the velocity is like nowhere near what it was beforehand. And, they tried to have him come back for the end of the season last year. And like after two bullpen sessions, they were like, Ooh, no, never mind. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, all right. Uh, staying with baseball KBO began. You watched some games. Did you enjoy it? Were they good? I caught some of it. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's kind of, uh, I, it's tough to put the judgment on it. Maybe it was, it was kind of interesting seeing the no crowd. Um, and I don't know, you're kind of looking for the guys that you might have seen before. Uh, I did a couple couple Google searches. There was a shortstop that was on the Brewers even as of last year, so that was kind of fun. Um, I mean, the game I tuned into, it, uh, A, <laughs> it's in a lot of pain and hating everything about myself, and B, it was like the eighth inning and they were already up 4 nothing. Um but I don't know. It, it was baseball. Uh, shout out to Carl Ravitch, a guy who's been at ESPN for years, up at up from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. in his house, in his family home, uh, broadcasting part of this game. And Eduardo Perez, too, um, a guy that thought, you know, he was a finalist to get the Mets job this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was baseball. The game times are kind of brutal. Um, I know. I'd love to catch some, but I'm just not, I'm not going to do that. It'll ruin my whole day. Yeah. I mean, normally I I'm, I'm shuffling by seven 30. So if I could get in front of the TV with a cup of coffee and it's like a tight game, like, yes, like I, I will watch that. I'll do that too. I got up today at seven o'clock, but I was like, you know, asleep. And then I showered at like seven 20 and then I went straight to do the morning show. There's no TV in here. If there was a TV in here, I'd, I'd prep for the morning show and or make a breakdown and have it on. But we don't have a yeah. TV in here, so fuck. Fuck. Um, I would stream so it. Oh, yeah. It, it's all right. I mean, they. I, I think earlier in the game, they gave some of the backstories and stuff. Like, I think the like the best hitting catcher, catcher in the league was in the game. And some baseball, uh, a couple relievers I saw come in, they were throwing... 91 92 so it's like okay you know this 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 is it hey i was definitely that it definitely felt i i mean you felt it being a tear down and i think the other thing for me is like 
I don't know, baseball evolves. And, you know, if I want to relate this to the MJ doc in a really extended rate way, I mean, the dream team they did, you know, that inspired all these young international guys you see in the NBA today. This is going to be a little less inspiration. Well, there'll be some inspiration, but dude, like I think each of these teams gets three, um, uh, like international players to put on their roster. And like, there's going to be a lot of relievers that flame out in the next few years that throw hard, but they're just not good at baseball. And like, I think they're going to go into the, that league and that'll, cause it, it, I mean, every relief pitcher I saw was kind of sitting 91 and it was like, eh. Yeah. Oh, uh, the CPBL. I mean, you don't want to be mean cause like it's awesome and good, but like it didn't feel like watching major league baseball. It, it, it at all. It felt like watching college or less than college, which I don't know. Is that like being mean? And should I not even say that? That's I think what, they like a, advertise themselves as being like the equivalent of between a and double a. So, oh, they do. They are self-aware of that. Or I don't know if like they say that, but like, I'm pretty sure like every publication says it's something like that. Okay. So like that's all right. So they know they're not major league baseball. I don't feel bad then. That's, that's good. Cause that's what it feels like. It, it does. It, I mean, it feels very not one level below MLB a couple. So, and I, I don't want this to be a shot fired. Cause again, I was, I was watching it and, yeah, if it's on in the mornings, I'm I'm probably going to turn it on and have my cup of joe. Um, I think they were they were still treating it almost, and that's the other thing they were treating it like first game of the season slash an extension of spring training almost. Like I think every batter that I saw get on base after the eighth inning got like pinch ran for, um, and not in a strategy way. Like they they almost that spring training you played your whole game. Like let's get you out of the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a little bit of that. And one of the kids that came into pinch run and it was the ninth inning. And I know some of these kids get started younger and who am I? Uh, He's a 19 year old five foot four second baseman came into pinch run. And I was like, you know, I hope this, I hope this kid's got all the talent in the world. But Five, four. Yeah. Yeah. What's crazy. Um, and then, Dude, I guess this is the other thing, and BBD, I don't know if you heard about this, but I mean, you know, Corona rules, right? But, like, players were high-fiving and touching and stuff, which, I don't know, I thought that was supposed to be, like, no-no. Well, they're all Originally, different. Originally, it was. Ahead I of think they, they said on the broadcast, it's highly discouraged, but not against the rules, I guess. Because, so. yeah, the, the five-foot-four kid got to... Five foot four kid got to third base and the third baseman was like a normal size human. And so he was like putting him around his arm and doing mean little guy stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> About that. Um, dude, well, I know if, you know, Trevor's tidbits, baseball, uh, returning early July and spring training starting June 10th, is that around June 10th? I mean, how long did this KBO contract? Cause if now ESPN has to air KBO, oh, the time zones won't matter. Yeah, never mind. I was going to say if they have to air KBO over like the spring training, but then the way spring training's rumor. Never mind. Okay. I, I'm, I just, that's not out you there. You thought yet. about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You totally um, thought about it. No, I just can't say it. Trevor will be mad at me. So, good. I forgot. Um, but, 
Do you think that ESPN's like, ah, shit? Well, hey, let's let's hope Trevor's big tidbit from yesterday has some sort of truth in it. And I mean, how funny. Well, it does. Have, it does have truth in it. I mean, don't. Right, 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 right. Uh, depending how it plays out. Um, if it if it plays out close to close to that truth, um, I mean, yeah, ES, ESPN, the the guys that refuse to basically show any baseball for twenty years, uh, you know, they might be baseball around the clock. So there's a there's your irony soup for today. Does the KBO go into July? Because then they're gonna be like, Fuck. yeah, dude, they play they play like a full. I I think I saw it was like 144 games or some ish. And ESPN has all of them. Like they're gonna air the entire. I don't know that. Okay, I wonder if I might be making this up. I think they have like six weeks of games or something. Could be making that up completely, but I'm. I feel like I saw that. Okay, that makes sense. Um. All right. So I think that's all the baseball news, which was surprisingly a good amount. Let's. Oh, uh, a thousand fans per section for the CPBL. That's one. That's basically if it was a. I'm sure their stadiums are smaller. That's almost like one fan per section at Yankee Stadium, which is cool. Yeah, we're, uh, and that's the thing. I mean, even looping back to the park this weekend, um, it just feels, and if you want to get into economic, political bullshit, sure, but um, just feels like society's kind of coming. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, like, uh, you, you wonder, you wonder what that looks like for MLB, and <laughs> again, I, I, I've got fun images of John Boy Media inside the stadium somehow. But we'll, uh, we'll see uh, what it looks like around the world. They, uh, they did. Never mind. Um, you talk about John Boy Media, like, like you know, at Yankee Stadium during this with no fans and shit. Like, yes, so much yeah. fun surrounding that. Anyway. Uh, Andy Dalton to the Cowboys. I listened to talking sports, your guys conversation. Keith's a Cowboys fan. I really liked his take. So if I was to offer an opinion to just be regurgitating Keith's, which was like, it's good. Kind of letting Dak know like, Hey, if you're going to hold out and not play, like we have someone who may not, isn't as good as you, but we're comfortable with them for now. So I like, yeah, I like that. That's, that's kind of the interesting, like push shove moment is, um, you, I, you, hey, who knows how everything's going to play out in the NFL and their schedules and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, you almost wonder, is Andy Dalton a good thing? Like, hey, maybe, you know, it, it takes Dak off his high horse a little bit. They figure out the right contract and they go ahead. Or, you know, does it turn into a bigger game of chicken? Is Andy yeah. Dalton just just enough of a threat that it turns into a holdout and stuff? So, um, uh, I don't know. But, it's I, hey, really cool for Andy Dalton. Like, he's... He's got paid a lot of money to play NFL football. He's, you know, got the second most important job on the team. If you want to talk yourself into that speech and he's a, he's a Texas kid. So like, Hey, that's kind of, that's a lot of kids dreams from that part of the world. I think you lied at the top of the sports section when you said it's um, BBD's favorite redheaded quarterback. Go on. I mean, I got to think Brandon Whedon is ahead because he played for the Yankees. That's just me trying to know BBD. I'm current. Well, both have now been Dallas Cowboys, so it, it doesn't help either of them. Yeah, but remember when guess, Brandon Whedon got stuck underneath the flag? The that's one of the funnier highlights 
in NFL history. Sweden was pretty bad, which I liked. Just throws that long ball. Do you remember when he got stuck under the flag? That was so funny. Brandon Whedon did something mean to my friend Jarek from Oklahoma. So, A story that you can't share? Inside scoop. Inside scoop. Uh, They were just in a bar bathroom, and I think uh, Brandon Whedon was the man at college. And he either like kicked him out of the bar or something like that, or he did something like college quarterback jerky. Was it like the Jay Cutler in the bathroom story? It wasn't cool. It was just mean. Yes. Okay. That Jay Cutler story is all time. Who's getting a divorce now? Sorry, Jay. I think maybe he's happy about it. Don Shula maybe. passed away. Most winning winningest coach in NFL history. Yeah, it's uh this this was a tough one for me because a lot of sports people kind of really felt the impact of this. I mean, just being honest, I I don't. I mean, you know, he was kind of before my time, but everyone that talks about him and some of the stats that coming out were pretty awesome. He was he was an NFL coach for 33 years and he only had two losing seasons. Um That's crazy. Yeah, so when you when you start to hear some of these numbers and he's got the most all-time wins and obviously the perfect team. And I guess that's the other thing that thrown it off for me. The perfect team has been so embellished and like the old men dancing on graves thing like isn't a fun thing every NFL season, but it's the, they have the most fun in the world with it. So uh yeah, but it's a it's a sad one. I I like that they like they like are like outwardly rooting for no other team to be perfect. Yeah. I think it's kind of, it is like an old bitter man thing. Like I don't want to be one of those guys, but I like watching those guys. Oh, like, like that's the thing. Like, yes, to be a part of that, you always have to have that edge up. But at the same time, um, like, I think they're like, they're like, Oh, you know, we're, we're the best team ever. We could beat the teams out there today. And it's like, you guys would get shellacked. Yeah, that's true. Don Shula is a great name. Don Shula is a great name. And dude, the, some of the young picks and vids of him, there's a, there's one that kept coming out of him holding the NFL trophy as like a young, healthy coach. And it's just, it's like one of those really cool images. He looks like a Barbie doll from this, like the sixties with like his hair, a little like bit the sideburns and like the perfect little quaff. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, last dance. Is that the only other thing here in the sports list? I think so. What would you would you like, Jim? I, I'm enjoying it. I'm over the timeline thing. How much it jumps around? Like I fully accepted that completely. So uh, I don't. It doesn't bother me one iota anymore. It did at the beginning. I've come to accept it. What was uh? I'm blanking. The Kobe part uh, was cool, but it was like 30 seconds, and people kept referring to it as the Kobe episode. So I thought, like, I was like, why are they? Why is it going to be so much Kobe? And then it was just 30 seconds. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Why do people keep talking about that like that? But that was something that I thought about while watching it. And yeah, they, they they jump back to it a little bit, like they did with everything. But yeah, it wasn't. It shouldn't have been labeled the Kobe episode. But because he's in it, they're gonna. Yeah, uh, the Dream Team stuff's like awesome, yeah. and the fact Jordan still hates him. Back that uh, fact that they were like no one liked him. Like, why does it just get pinned on Jordan? But also, Jordan made the documentary. Dude, I think the fact that Jordan is behind this documentary, it almost is like, because some people are like, you got to remember, Jordan's behind this. And it's like, but it's not painting him in, like, the perfect light. 
it's painting him in like a perfectly balanced human light of like, he's kind of a, I don't know. seemed like he was always having fun. The quarter scene with the security was amazing. Like that. Yeah. That to me proves Jordan's an awesome dude. <laughs> like, I don't care what you say. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's teetering the line between awesome dude and, you know, addicted to gambling, <laughs> you know, showing that he would gamble on a game of throwing quarters at a wall with, with the security guards and like just how much he loves golf. And is it really loving golf or is it loving to gamble on golf? Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I know that's been coming out more that Jordan kind of had final rights to sign off on this. And I, I do lean the other way a little more that I think Jordan's got, you know, some dark, dark stuff with some of his gambling. And there's the rumors why that's why he was, you know, out of the NBA and stuff like that. Um, that I, I do think Jordan gets to depict some of this stuff in a, not necessarily a, a positive light, but definitely a lot more positive than if Jordan didn't get a sign off on this information. Yeah, that's kind of a given, but I do think like he's he's it's it's more open than you would expect it to be. Yeah, I think the openness, you're right. A lot of people are impressed that Jordan is actually being this open. Um which is which is really cool. Um but yeah, it's the old uh, you know, who's who's telling the story a little bit. Seinfeld going into the locker room, that scene was awesome. That was pretty funny. Um because, yeah, a lot of people, uh, the stuff I was reading after that was like, Jordan never seen an episode of Seinfeld. He just knew he was a guy. Um, so Jordan kind of like tried to the sniff crew and the guys that he beat in the quarter game. And Seinfeld was like, no, man, like I'm here to see you. And then uh, Phil Jackson came in and was like, all right, everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> like, nice. That's such, such a good coaching coaching line. The high fail. Also, the... Um... The one clip where he's telling the the camera that it sucks being him, like, you know, like no one actually would want to live a day in my life. And the fucking director making him redo that line because they need to get the tracking camera perfect on when he says it. And he has to say it four times. That was one of the sadder things. Like, yeah, I mean, that really shows how much like he's trying to tell you honestly how much he hates this shit and you're like oh go back to one start it again three times on him like i was that director like come on dude come the fuck on quit it felt bad for jordan there but also like dude it does suck it does suck like they said like you know as soon as he left his hotel room and he gets off that elevator and they show that crowd of people just waiting at the off chance and then like from that moment Till he's back in his hotel room, he's hounded, like hounded. It sucks. I, I I don't envy that at all. No, and it's why. Uh, I mean, you see a lot of the guys in that that ilk, um, Jeter, MJ, that they, uh, you know, once it's done, they want to be done with it, and and they are. Yeah, Seinfeld. That scene, like, the more I'm thinking about it now. And then, like, when Seinfeld was like, don't run that play, don't run that play, made Seinfeld look kind of loserish for the first time. I I guess I see what you're saying. Um, again, I think it's one of those 
I, I think you're just they brought two superstars of that era together, and it's one of those like oh, and wait till you see what happens next. Yeah, and it's hilarity like is, ensued, and they were both kind there, of like, there wow. is no happens yeah. next. Like Jordan doesn't even know who Seinfeld is. Um, you know, Seinfeld obviously knows who Jordan. They know of each other, but they're you know, I I don't think it ends well. Yeah, I think in '98 that joke might have played a little better too than it than it does right now. Maybe. Could have. All right. Not much, but. Halftime. Halftime. Yeah, I like that joke. I'm, I'm, I'll fight you on that. It's a layup joke. On your, on your way getting kicked out of the locker room, just going, that's not going to work. Yeah, but then he says, just hand, hand the ball to Michael. It's just as. I mean, that's uh, everybody's joke. It's, that's what I'm saying. That is the layup of layup jokes. Well, also, oh, not even a joke. Oprah Doug Winfrey, Collins, the coach, said that. Oprah Winfrey could have made that joke. You know, like it's just oh, yeah. like anyone's joke. But anyway. Well, Phil just kicked you out. The six, six, seven behemoth sex pot just kicks you out of his room. I know. You got to tread lightly. You got to make the laugh. <laughs> that is, hi, Phil. That was yeah. funny. <laughs> um, I have a halftime update. Another Jake bought a Jake sucks yeah. at while we were recording the first half. it just makes me giggle every time seeing that a jake bought it uh and then i looked jake sucks hats flying off the shelves we sold 15 this month yeah man crazy so you do you feel like you're you're getting an army of uh i don't even know what you'd call it yeah don't just stay away from the jakes We, we got our own thing going on the jake suckers so you're you lead the pack we're uh, uh, it's the Jakes are a tight yet divided unit, ready to turn on each other at any moment. Are you including dogs named Jake? Oh yes, they lead the way. <laughs> they are the leader. <laughs> they're the yeah, fr- they're, they're the front lines and the back line. We take we take our orders from them. Nice, BBD. You got a fruit? Strawberry. That was that was a delicious half. Wow, That's my favorite. Did you cue that up before the half even happened? Uh, well, once I realized it was a good half, I knew what I where I was leaning. Okay, I like to imagine that BBD just has a, a Google Doc just of like fruits, and he ranks them, and then has like bullet points about what they are. I pull up the same list of fruits pretty much every day to choose from because I got to get creative some days. It's annoying because if you Google image search like list of fruits. It's always lists of fruits and vegetables, which is not what I'm looking for. Yeah, that's bullshit. I, I found a fun fact today that I texted at Jake. Pineapples used to get rented out back in like the Roman times for like the equivalent of $8,000 today or $3,000 today just to like put at your party and flex on people. They wouldn't eat them. They just pass them around and rent them. The pineapples. How about that? It's a rarity. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, Jake? What's Half your time? least favorite fruit, BBD? I'm getting nervous um, for that. I, I mean, I think we did plums last week, and wow, plum guy. One oh. thing I think we missed in in the Fuck. first half it was a it was a good moment in KBO yesterday because so many people like flipped to ESPN at one a.m. and there's in a rain delay. Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah, it's pr- pretty brutal. Did the game didn't like start until two? There's a fruit called breadfruit. What the fuck is that? God, 
And imagine being again, Carl Rabbit is a dude that's like a kind of an early ESPN guy. And he's at home calling a KBO game that's in rain delay. I Ooh. was when I dude, when I saw when I saw that like Ravitch and the crew that was calling these games at one and five AM, I was shocked. I was like, what they're making them do what? ESPN's going for it, man. I mean, remotely calling a KBO game at 1 a.m. That blows if that task come ac- comes across you. Because you got to learn all the players' names, how to pronounce their names, little tidbits. Like, it's not, it's like a tall task. <laughs> 1 a.m. Uh, send yeah. send rabbit flowers. He, he and Eduardo weren't in the same place either. Uh, yeah. Uh, obviously. So they, like, were, like, you could hear them trying not to step on each other because there's been a few things like the, the couple drafts has been like multiple people in the studio, but they're six feet apart. But well, no. Uh, and what's kind of funny is I think those two do a lot of the little league world series games and it's essentially the same task. Yeah. Ravage said before the game that like he knows the little league world series experience helps him a lot for this. And mm-hmm. he like, he said it in reference to having experience pronouncing like Korean names. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, that that adds up. That's cool. But the other stuff too with not being familiar with guys. All right, let's go. Got to end the half first. Six o'clock, time for the news. Invasive giant hornets have been spotted in the U.S. for the first time. They're known as Asia's murder hornets. A man caught camping on Disney's Discovery Island says it was a tropical paradise. A Florida man dresses as the Grim Reaper and strolls the beaches in protest of the state reopening prematurely. A school resource officer who taught sexting class resigned after inappropriate communication with middle schoolers. (laughs) A Japanese aquarium urges the public to video chat the eels because they are missing and forgetting humans. All right, some cool stories here. The, The murder hornets. Fuck those things, huh? Yeah, they, uh... They, they kind of took some of the headlines this weekend, um, mostly because they're titled Murder Hornets. So. Great name, whoever made that. Did you um, see the picture of like someone holding three of them in the palm of their hand, how big they are? No. You'd, oh, okay. Dude, it's... Are you scared of these things? Huge. Um, I mean, it's a yes and no thing. I mean, if one of them clips me at this point, it's... um. You know, they've won. Uh, Do you die, BBD? I think it's something like it's like a a pretty large number of people per year die from these in Asia. It's like it's like a hundred or something. And they haven't figured out how to not die yet. The deadly meat-eating Asian giant hornet, which has been known to kill up to fifty people a year in Japan. Fifty. But I, I don't think that's like per hornet. I think that's total, these total. things as a yeah. team. Yeah. 
Which I mean, regular bees have to kill like that many people a year, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. Deaths by bee a year. Uh, quick stats. What a fun site. 80% of people who die from wasp or bee stings are men. Damn. Uh, yeah, man. In 2016, 70 people died from bee stings. And 90 died from... And in 2017, 90 people died from bee stings. So... Oh, yeah. So they're just a, another bee, basically. We got another bee. They're big. They're huge. You see that picture? Yeah. It's crazy. I think they're coming, uh, they're like been in Washington. Yeah, Washington State. This might be my new favorite website, Quick Stats. Quick Stats. It's actually just cdc.gov uh, slash mmwr slash volume slash 86 slash wr slash the whole, whole list of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I hope I never cross paths with the murder hornet. Good job naming them, though. It's a good name. Yeah. Uh, I like this one. This man was caught camping at Disney's Discovery Island during quarantine. That's just a good idea. If he's homeless to begin with, I mean, that is just, I mean, I applaud the, like, hey, why don't I go to Disney World and just, like, hang out on that tropical island they invented over there? You're telling me no one's there? Yeah. He does have a pretty weird mugshot face. Like, he's a... Yeah, he's kind of blown a kiss at the camera. Yeah, I don't... Is that what you th- what it is? Or is he just like a crooked neck? He might I think be it's a, a little kiss. crooked. It's a little crooked with some, like, duck lips. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... It's a weird picture. A Florida man trespassing charged after security found him camping on Walt Disney World's Discovery Island. Uh, he's 42... Deputies searched for McGuire on foot, by helicopter, and by boat before finally making contact with him. I don't know if all that was necessary. Yeah. He said he was not aware the property was off limits and been camping there since Monday and planned to stay for a week. It's just going to be here for a week, people. Chill out. I mean, I hope it was like Disney's helicopter and shit. But that seems like a waste of money. He's fucking homeless. It's like, I don't know, get a megaphone and be like, leave. Get out of here. Make a whole big scene about it. It's a great idea. They should award him points for a good idea. Well. Some people go find a sewer. Others go to Tropical Island. He took a chance. I don't think he should be rewarded for it. But, hey, this had to be a fun couple days. Yeah, he shouldn't be rewarded. That's right. But maybe I think that's like fair. a golf clap. Good idea, though. Yeah, like it's a w- it's a head nod. It's yeah, like, it's like a smart I, I get it. Yeah. Like I as the cops putting think. the cuffs on him, like actually pretty badass idea, though, dude. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Oh, OK. So here's where I may. I don't know if this. Is, OK, so when we, we read we read the headline, you know, uh. A uh, senior resource officer who taught sexting class uh, resigned. What is the person in your head 
Excuse me? Yeah, yeah. When you like when we hear SRO officer resigns after teaching sexting class to middle schoolers. Did you already click the link? No. What's the type of person that you're picturing? School resource officer. I'm kind of coming in blind, man. I got to be honest with you. I mean, you know STEM from our high school. I don't know if that's who this is. Um, is it like an actual police officer? I don't really get this position or how. It's like STEM. It's like STEM. Okay. And yeah, I see. I already have a pretty skewed image of that in my head. So I'm coming in completely blind. I'm, I'm blank canvas. I thought it was a woman. I don't know if that's sexist to me. Maybe it's because all of my student resource officers were women. So I thought it was women, woman. And then when I click the picture and it's this gentleman, it just kind of becomes more creepy. I mean, it was already creepy. Maybe this is like institutionalized sexism or whatever, but like, this is much more creepy. This dude was sexting middle schoolers. What? Um, Do all your friends know your girls like, but yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Guys are pedophile. No, no sexes or anything for me. I'm just good. Well, that guy's a bad guy. But how did he teach a sexting class? I mean, again, if you take the children out of it, I feel like I would be a really good person to teach that class. But unfortunately, it's for the youths. Uh, did you take a sexting class, PVD? I see you biting your tongue down there. Um, not. It wasn't branded that way, but it, I mean, I think it was sort of covered in under the Dare program. It was like okay. most talking about drugs and alcohol, but they're also like. I don't like Dare still exists. I don't know if it still exists, but it existed for me. That's crazy Um, that it lasted to you. I mean, there's multiple, multiple studies that dare actually teaches kids about drugs that they won't know about for like many years afterwards. And, uh, I remember there were some parts of that and we had other assemblies that were like, Hey, uh, don't send your private parts to people because other people will get them. That's good. They don't want them. I mean, that is smart. I guess that's not what I thought of when I heard a sexting class, but social media awareness should be taught. We didn't. I I assumed that's the class he was doing. Our generation got no teaching in that. And then a crash course. And when all the parents started flooding to Facebook, it was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. There's no teaching to be had. You couldn't teach it. It didn't exist. Yeah. We were the teachers. I remember in fifth grade, the dare officer came in, gave us a whole lecture about huffing, uh, huffing paint. It's like, it may feel good for a little bit, but ruins your brain cells. It's like, like, wait till I'm a little older, dude. I didn't even know that was a possibility. You had kids that were like, oh, I heard this feels good. Let's try it. Yeah. There's a weird chicken in the egg effect. Um, yeah. Dare. Dare's been around forever. They must have great funding. Because I know there's been tons of studies that it's like not good. And then this Japanese aquarium urges the public to video chat the eels. Do you want to do this? Do you want, should we do this tomorrow on JJR? Video chat the eels who are forgetting humans exist. Yeah. You want to do it? I mean, I don't hate it. This is like the story I told where my dad would call my neighbor when the dog was home alone and just leave a voicemail on the machine. 
I think, well, I haven't, I haven't seen the article yet. Um, but I think this might be some good low key marketing for um, eels for, for this music, for the Tokyo aquarium. Um, it's great marketing. You're right. Cause like you start with the eels then it's like, Oh, maybe I'll go check out the, the show, the store or maybe, Oh, are they taking donations or something? Like I think it's some smart. I agree with you there. I mean, because now, once this is over, people are like, hey, we got to go visit the eels. They, they're lonely. Got to go to the aquarium. I caught an eel once in a crabbing cage. Scared the shit out of me. You, you think you're pulling up crabs, and then all of a sudden there's a water snake in the box just slithering around. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I think I, I was like eight years old, too, or nine years old. I like just ran away. And then my dad put it in the bucket. Gross. Eels Classic. are disgusting. Ew. That's all the stories we got. We went long on the sports anyway. Do you want to do a bet of the day? Or uh, do you want to do a KBO bet? We can do a bet of the day. You got KBO now, right? Oh, we got it all, baby. Sports every day. It's the bet of the day. Bet of the day. Bet of the day. Bet of the day, bet of the day. It is the bet of the day. We've got the Taiwan Baseball League, the Chinese Professional Baseball League. We've got the KBO. I don't know what that stands for. Korean Baseball Organization. That's what it stands for? Nice. Yep. Jake, have you found a bet? Um, God, I mean, there's so many good... Good things on the board today. I don't care about Eric Thames' time in the KBO. Let's see. Twins, betting calculator, full card for Cinco de Mayo. God, this Action Network. I, I think we're friends, but that was that was a terrible article. Um, let's see. Bovada. Okay. The Deuce on Bears. I know that's who. Is that who you're rooting for, BBD? I'm a, I'm a free agent. I can be. Safe. Okay, you're still open. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna get ahead of this one, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna do a long play because a, the internet's just fucking sucking right now. I'm gonna tell everyone to lay a little cheese. This is a future bet, but it's going to pay off big time. So, BBD, just remember this come, like, mid-October. The NC Dinos, plus 600 to win the league. They've never won a league title. Um, I They are one of the teams I watched on opening day, and I did feel a connection to them. They were just dominant. Other team never felt like they had a chance. They're currently number four in the odds. Right now, it's the Doosan Bears, the SK Wyverns, and the Kiwoom heroes before them. But I just like what I see from the Dinos. Um, you know, power throughout the lineup. Uh, they've got some funky guys out of the pen. And, you know, this could be their special season. That's exciting. Do they have any uh, MLB or players? Aaron Alther. Yeah, Alther, former Phillies prospect. Alter. He was man in center field today. Um, 
Oh, dude, Yoon Su Gang. Oh yeah, Yoon Su Gang. Awesome. Special. All right. Uh, you know what, Jake? Ah. Jake is stupid, but he's smart. I'm with you. Let's just be Dinos fans. The North Carolina Dinos. I mean, we're huge. I like their color scheme. I like how many Kims they have on the team. If anyone's wondering, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, So I'm all in on, oh, never mind. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. So rooting for them. This is a classic. You throw a 20 down and you're hoping, you know, and in six, five months or so, you're going to collect 20 times six, uh, you know, you know, like to, to 100, 150, 150 bucks. Yes. Classic. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.